My dick, pink and big, yo dick, look like a little kids. What's up, everyone? I'm street. I'm straight up fucking gangster, yo. So me and all my home, am I racially appropriating? I don't know. I'm racially appropriating the shit out of this hacker shore. Shit's good. Of course, I am German, whatever the fuck this is. In any case, I'm also Dan Hansen. This is also How Not to Suck at the Stocks. Uh, it's also not safe for work. It's also extremely um, for entertainment purposes. It's extremely for entertainment purposes only. I cannot emphasize that enough. You emphasized the wrong syllable. Uh, where was I? I wasn't anywhere yet. I haven't started. So this book is called Influence, Psychology of Persuasion by Robert B. C. Aldini. I've had two sips, by the way. I'm just high on life. Uh, weapons of Influence is what this book is about. The Weapons of Influence. Now you may wonder, what are the Weapons of Influence? Well, I'm glad you asked. Voices in my head. Uh, the first one is reciprocation, uh, which is essentially, if I give you a gift, you don't want to be seen as a mooch. You don't want to be seen as uh, disabled, dependent, infirm. You want to be seen as if you're on equal ground. So you feel inclined to give me something in return. So it's an old sales technique. We'll go into that a little bit. Uh, next up is commitment and consistency. Ooh, that's a, that's a good. That's gonna be a good one. Uh, so that's where once someone identifies with a certain label. They strive to be consistent with that label, even if it isn't a positive label. So that's that's a really fascinating... I'd love to read an entire book on that subject. That's really something that fascinates me. Uh, the next one is social proof. That's, you know, that's a boring one. That's just, you know, you see other people doing something, you want to do it too. Monkey see, monkey do. Next one, liking. I'm not going to go into that one. That's just, if you like someone, you're more inclined to buy from them. This whole book, I guess I didn't really mention, is about uh, underhanded sales techniques. And wink, wink, how to stop yourself from falling for them. Uh, the next one is Authority, which um, I've seen one South Park episode. It was the one where they ripped into Family Guy, and they equated Family Guy jokes to, like, manatees just randomly grabbing balls to make a, make a joke. And I liked Family Guy the last that episode. Then I was like, yeah, you're right, Family Guy does suck. And I haven't watched an episode of Family Guy since. <laughs> or an episode of South Park, I'm going think of it. Um, and then uh, scarcity, which is, of course, uh, supply and demand. The less there is of something, uh, the more you want it. You don't want to make yourself too available to the ladies. Uh, let's see. I want to talk about reciprocation with, oddly enough, an example that isn't even in this book, but I'm pretty sure it's in some book somewhere. And that has to do with, uh, in Italy, I'm not making this up, in Italy you are not allowed to buy someone else a sandwich when you're in a deli. I swear to God. And the reason is, is because the guy buying you the sandwich could be with the Italian mob. That's what they do. They have one of their gorillas walk up to you and go, Hey, yo, uh, want me to buy you a sandwich here? And as soon as you say yes, they fucking have you. Because the next time, you know, this guy sees you, he's going to be like, Hey, yo, you want to deliver this package to uh, Vinny over there? And not before you fucking know it, you're working for the mob. And like the, so that's the power of reciprocation. You also see it with like charities, right? Uh, I donated to the Wounded Warrior Fund like five years ago. They've sent me like a calendar. They've sent me uh, like a notepad. I've probably made money off them in the meantime. 
Um, but the idea is you don't want to appear to be a mooch. That drive isn't necessarily as strong in me as it is in others. Uh, so you feel the need to reciprocate. So I think I've made that point. Let's go on to the O. Oh, let's go on to the creme de la creme, which is Latin for the best. Uh, commitment and consistency. Okay. So in the Korean War, which is really the forgotten war, right? Like school, we always got up to World War II and we're just like, eh, we're the good guys. Enjoy the summer. Uh, but in the Korean War, if you were captured by the North Koreans, you were fucked. But if you were captured by the Chinese, they didn't torture you, at least not mentally, or sorry, at least not physically. They brainwashed you mentally, and this is how they did it, and this is fascinating. Let me let me take a drink here. I've been told my drinks sound disgusting, so I'm trying to turn my head when I do it. Pardon me. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> so what they would do is they would sit you down, they'd treat you humanely, supposedly, and they would just say something innocuous like, Hey, you don't think America's perfect, do you? And you'd go, well, you know, I don't, I don't think it's perfect. And they'd go, well, 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 would you mind maybe writing that down? And you're like, well, I mean, why? Like, well, you just said it. Well, why not just write it down? And so you're like, okay, well, I guess I can. America is not perfect. Okay, there you go. Well, would you mind, you know, signing your name underneath that? Well, why? Well, you you wrote it. Why not sign your name to it? Okay, well, here, you know. Smuck Smith, whatever your name is. Um, and then they, it would snowball. They'd have you write longer statements and say, hey, do you want to read what you just wrote to other people? And, well, why? Well, what, well, these are your words, right? Why not share them with your fellow uh, you know, compatriots? And then that would snowball to where now they're reading on not only to the group, the whole camp, and then on the radio to other POW camps, to uh, the entire U.S. military out in Korea. So before you know it, what started off is just a simple, well, America isn't perfect, snowballed into, boom, you are soliciting U.S. POWs uh, to do propaganda for you. And there were, um, there were other methods, too, like uh, they'd have an essay contest for example. And so the the winnings for the contest would be something rather uh rather invaluable such as like a few cigarettes or like a piece of fruit. But and uh but they would get people to enroll in the essay contest and write these essays. And the Chinese were smart. So they didn't just pick pro-communist essays because then the more um attentive GIs would kind of notice and not want to enter this pro-communist uh, propaganda machine. So what the Chinese did was sometimes they would pick a pro-capitalist, a pro-U.S. essay to win. And so that made the more skeptical POWs realize, oh, I have a shot. I might as well enter it. I could win that fruit or those cigarettes or whatever. Um, but their subconscious still knew that to have the best possibility of win to win, you better have a little bit of a pro-commie slant in there. So even subconsciously, you might start slanting your essay, uh, you know, communist. Um, and here's the really underhanded part. Is Remember how I mentioned how the prize was nothing to write home about, quite literally? Um, well, that, that had a psychological purpose, too, because if the prize was something outstanding, like your freedom or something, then, of course, you could just blame it on that. Well, of course, I wrote, you know, Communist Manifesto Part 2. I wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge. But if the prize was only a pack of smokes, well, I mean, you can't really blame it on that. You, you have to take ownership of your essay at that point. 
That's really the point the author is trying to drive home. And so I thought that was really fascinating. And, and, uh, oh, it's so true. So, um, it's like, think about it. Okay. If you have, uh, two children and one, one child, this isn't from the book. This is just me. If one child, you're like, you're a stupid piece of shit. You're never going to amount to anything. Then the other child, you're like, oh my God, you are so smart. You are so brilliant. The sky's the limit. You can be anything you want to be. Okay. You know, nine times out of 10, which one of those kids do you think is going to do better? Okay. Like when you're telling that kid, like you're stupid, uh, you're slow, um, you're a bad kid, you never listen, you don't follow the rules, you're always making a mess. Like that becomes part of that kid's identity. And like I said, people will uh, strive to be consistent with their identity, even if it's a pejorative, as with the case of being pro-communist. Uh, in the in the POW example, and uh, let me bring it to politics real quick. Uh, I promise I won't get on my soapbox. I swear to God, I stay. Uh, da, 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 don't turn it off. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on my soapbox. Just hear me out. Um, let's say you had two people. One person was pro gun control through and through. Just always voted pro gun control. Always said he was pro gun control for, for fucking thirty years. Okay. The other guy flip flops. He's pro guns. Pardon me, those fucking bugs. Uh, he's pro guns, and then he does some more research, and oh, actually, well, now he's against gun control, you know. And then he does more research, and now he's back to being for gun control. Well, now he does some more research, and now he's against gun control again. Well, you're gonna think this guy's insane. He's flip flopping back and forth. Well, no, he's not insane. He's just doing research, and he's coming to different conclusions based on you know when the facts change, his conclusion changes. That's not insane. That's actually the definition of. Uh, well, I mean, not the definition of sanity, but it's at least uh, sane and rational. But that's not how the public sees it. The public would think he's a flip-flopper, whereas the guy that maybe he just said he's against guns because well, his dad told him to say that, he, who maybe did no research, is seen as a bigger proponent of being against guns because he's consistent. That's the weight of consistency. So anyway, I think I've made... That point, uh, let's see. Do I have anything else that's not worth your time? Social proof can suck a dick. Liking can uh, do the same. Authority. Um, did I have a good example? Let me look at my notes. Believe it or not, I, I write notes from time to time. Ooh, the shock experiment. This is in like every fucking book. Um, that's such a good example, though. One second. Okay, if you haven't heard of the shock experiment, let me just run it through you real quick. Oh, my God. And if, even if you had heard of it, I love rereading this thing whenever I come across it. Okay, so it's like, I don't know, the 70s. Imagine you're some college student, and you sign up for, you know, you need, like, beer money or something. So you sign up for this lab experiment. So you go in there, and they sit you in this chair, they strap you in, and they start attaching you to this machine, and you're, you're getting kind of concerned. And they explain to you how there's another student behind the wall, and he's going to ask you questions. Okay. Pardon me. He's going to ask you questions. And every time you get one wrong, the other college student is going to shock you. Okay. And the voltage is going to get worse and worse and worse every time you get one wrong. And so you're like kind of uneasy. Well, is it going to hurt? And the guy's like, fuck, fuck yeah. And so you, you get the first question right. And you're like, okay. You get the next question right. Okay. You get the third question wrong. Ooh, okay, well, that, that kind of hurt, but it wasn't so bad. Now you get some more questions right, and then boom, you get another question wrong. Oh, that really fucking hurt. And now you can't think straight, 
You get another question wrong. Oh my God, that really hurts. I'm out. I'm done. I quit. You tell the other guy, I want to quit. I'm out. Here's the thing. He ignores you. He keeps asking questions and he keeps shocking the fuck out of you until the voltage is so high you just fucking pass out. That was the shock experiment, except there was never actually any shocking. The person being shocked wasn't, of course, a student. Uh, he was a, uh, what do they call it? Not an accomplice. We'll call it an accomplice, though. He was, uh, he was an accomplice. The real subject was the, per- the student on the other side of the wall who was administering the shocking. And the experiment was to see how far people would go in the face of authority. Because every time the quote-unquote student in the other room, the accomplice, would say, stop, the, the, the student, the real student, would look over his shoulder at the, the, the authority, the lab coat, and the lab coat would say, oh, keep going, ignore him, just keep going. And so the student would keep shocking this other human being who we had never met, didn't know from Adam. Um, and it's really quite extraordinary. And people were like losing their fucking minds. Like they didn't want to do it, but so strong was the effect of authority. They were doing it despite uh, the, the very clear physical distress uh, it was uh, exerting on them. I'm not doing it justice. What chapter is that of this book? Uh, chapter six. So if you just picked up this book and read chapters three and six, you would have 90% of what this book has to offer. Not, not to say the other chapters aren't worth it. Um, it says three and six are amazing. Um so anyway, uh, do I recommend the book? Uh, I, I recommend those chapters. As for the rest of the book, um, keep in mind, this guy is not a great author. Uh, the book is set up a lot like how Malcolm Gladwell does it or a lot like how uh, Dan and Sheep Heath do it or the Freakonomics guys where it's all these different stories that intertwine around central themes. It's a great setup. Um, the premise is great. It's just, like I said, he's not like a particularly great author. Uh, but anyway, I would recommend the book just for those two chapters. All right. Thank you for listening. Have a uh, great night.